When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Now we're talking. Oh. Now we are talking. Dragon, of course, April Sun and Cuba. Why? Why, Rat? I don't know why. Because they're a great Kiwi band. Oh, right. And it's Waitangi Day. <laughs> oh, Waitangi Day. Yeah, yeah, I know have, it's Waitangi Day. Have you Waitangi Day? I didn't know Day. they were a Kiwi band, though. Are you serious? No, I didn't. Hey, can you, what? And that's, whichever one you want to push, okay? Are you one, serious? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Are you no, serious? I didn't, I didn't you know never they were knew. A Kiwi band. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, happy Watangi Day for our Kiwi listeners in Australia and New Zealand. Wherever you're listening, throughout the network, SEN or the Super Radio Network, welcome to the show. Sports Day for a Tuesday night, Sats and Rat. And to our partners, Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9 and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness and nutrient ag solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, great supporters of the show. Thank you very much, as you are also the listeners so you can get involved, 0457 736 736. And for our Kiwi listeners, double eight double three. how do you celebrate Waitangi Day as a Kiwi? Call us or text us, double eight double three. or for your Kiwi in Australia, 0457 736 736. Or give us a call, 1300 01 1170, and tell us how you celebrate uh, this very important day on the calendar. How are you, Rat? I'm good. I'm hey, good, yep. Any golf this week? No, nah, no golf yet. I thought you I, said I, yesterday you had a heap of golf I games. I do, I do. It starts organized. tomorrow. Okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I've been having a chat. You've seen I've been doing a lot of putting I practice know, know. in the office here. I'm, I'm getting some advice about from about weight. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going too far past the Yeah, yeah past no, the but hole. you'd rather miss it going past it. Than, I hate being short. There's nothing worse in golf than leaving a putt short. Mm. Drives me insane. <laughs> no chance of going in. <laughs> uh, on the show tonight is... He's one of the world's greatest guys in rugby league. I know that QRL CEO and former North Sydney Bear. Benny Eichen's going to join us yes. on the show to talk about, well, Peter PVL saying we've got to take the North Sydney Bears into consideration when it comes to expansion. Mm. Did you play Origin with Benny? I did. He was my roommate. Was he in, really? Uh, 90, yeah. 90, uh, 99? Maybe 99. Yeah. I can't remember. One of he them. scored one of the great Origin tries. I, I, it's might be insignificant to, to a lot of people, but... There was a game at the Sydney Football Stadium and Gordy Tallis, it was 98, Gordy yep. Tallis was just standing in the tackle. He's about 30 or 40 metres out. And all of a sudden he just turned and just popped this ball and Benny Eichen come flying onto it. Oh, I remember, remember that it? try. Yeah, tape yeah, around, tape around the head. Yeah. yeah, Finger in the air. It's a great try, yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, we've got the Suncorp Super Netball Series, which is about to start in, in April. So New South Wales Swift's co-captain, and very good mate of the show, Matty Proud, is going to join us as well. Three burning questions with Daddy Vass and this also. I've got one straight up. What? 
So Daddy Vass, before the show, Rat, he goes, mm. oh, I just got an email from Tino. <laughs> Tino Fasur Malawi. Yeah, he's mate. What? How, Are you a member of the Broncos? How, yeah. How'd you get an email from Tino? He goes, oh, well, it's an email from the Titans, you know, and Tino welcoming, welcoming me. I went, you know, it's not from Tino. <laughs> Tino didn't sit there you and know, write that out. Someone in marketing or something just... No, it's from Tino. It's from I wonder Tino. If I've got the same email. <laughs> Imagine Tino <laughs> sitting there writing every email. <laughs> oh. I remember one club. I don't know what. I don't know who it was. I don't know what sport it was. I know some of the rugby league clubs have done it. Is it when members ring in on members' day, the players are on the phone oh, yeah, talking yeah. to them? Yeah. Oh, I've, and I've seen some of them get sprayed too. Mm. By, by members going, yeah, no, I'm not joining because you guys are crap. They filmed the Luke Brooks one last oh, year, yeah. the Tigers. Oh, yeah, I'm just congratulating you for your 15 years at the West Tigers. And they're like, when are you going to win? <laughs> oh, mate, that was rough. Uh, Poor Brooksy. Yeah. Hey, actually, on Waitangi Day, New yeah. Zealand, we had a listener last night. Here is Rooster Muzz. Yeah, yeah. Always off the bit, but he actually, mm. um, he actually looked at uh, some history of great sports men and women. He said, if you want to ask me who New Zealand's greatest ever sports person was, the answer is easy. Without a doubt, it's mercurial Ivan Maunga, a.k.a. Yeah. Sprouts. Have a look at his record. Now, we did have a look at his record, and we didn't get to that text message, Rooster Muzz, because we had so many, but he is a, he's got an OBE, and he won six world championships in Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's where they race around in circles, right? I thought Speedway. Yeah, where, where they, the cars get sideways, sprint cars in the Speedway. Like, isn't that, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and they got like the little roofs on them. And, yeah. and they're also, I think the Speedway's also on the motorbikes. The ones yeah, yeah, they're sliding the motorbike, around all the time. Too, yeah. yeah. I had a friend once who dead set fell asleep at a Speedway. How? I don't know. My sister, fell, my sister fell asleep at a Elton John concert. What? Oh. Oh, exactly. How do you I, do that? I went to the loo. I came back. I said, oh, mate, here's your, here's your pie and your slushies. And your dad said he didn't respond. And there's cars bloody vibrating around. Well, that might be it. It might just be the vibrations puts him off to sleep. Mm. <laughs> so I say, when, I, when my kid, my kids didn't sleep till like five. <laughs> didn't sleep till like five. Didn't sleep five. Like the, the older ones, they're 28 and 25 now. And um, they, yeah, we used to have to chuck them in the car. But it's funny, I was with my son on the weekend. He's got a little nine-month-old, my granddaughter, little Elsie. And I said, oh, how's she sleeping? He goes, if she's not. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're getting it back. You're getting it back. Mate. One word for Nergan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now the ODI, the third ODI against the West Indies. Um, yeah, well, it's finished. <laughs> mm. The Aussies beat the West Indies by eight wickets at Manuka Oval in Canberra. Now they won the toss, the Aussies, sent uh, West Indies into bat and they're all out for how much, Rat? Eighty-six runs. Eighty-six runs. What? Oh, it was it was so bad. It's it's not good. It's not good. And you know, some awful cricket being played. Comical run out. Oh, um, the comic the run out. And both the West Indies players having a go at each oh, other. Oh, they're blowing up and pointing the finger. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they're still filthy at each other yeah, cricket players when they, they get are. back to the dressing you room. Should, mate, you just got made look like a fool. Yeah. On on national TV mm. and on radio. <laughs> <laughs> now, 6.5 overs, that's all it took to chase it down. Uh, Josh Inglis and also Fraser McGurk were uh, were able to um, score some pretty hefty scores, actually, leading to that 86. Xavier Bartlett, the speedster from the Brisbane Heat, was named player of the series. He took four wickets again. So that's his second game. First game in the first uh, ODI, he took four wickets. Yeah, so eight wickets for his two games. So, hey, listen, we, I've had a lot of really good... Yeah, so I was going to say, does that annoy you? Like, uh, looking at the Australian Test, uh, the the one day shirt. The, the, what's the first thing you see on it? You probably you're not looking at it now. What's the first thing you see on it? 
like all over it. Sponsorship. Yeah, Toyota. Like, look at it. Yep. It just, it annoys, like, why can't we just have that a little bit smaller and, and have Australia as the number one thing? The same in the NRL. I'm, I'm over all these big, like. Yeah, it's the reason why they pay yeah, no, your wage. No, it is. I get that. Mm. But you can still make it look a little more classy. Like, one thing that I will, will agree with what Toyota have done there is what, what symbol is Toyota normally? What color is it? It's normally red, red right? Yeah. They've made it green with yep. the jersey. Like, remember, like, the, the, the sponsors on on team jerseys in the NRL, mm. some of them just look horrendous. Mm. They're totally off colour. They should have to be within that colour frame of the club. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, it just... Makes... Rooster Muzzard. <laughs> you, honestly, you and Rooster Muzzard should sit in a room together. Oh, mate. I'm just, just like two it. old men, like I'm, the two I'm, old I'm guys on the, on the balcony it. on the I know, I know they pay good money, but like... Look in the NBA. They've got like a little thing on their shirt. In the, in the NFL, they don't have a sponsor on the jersey. Mm. Like, well, we can work it out. We can, can we, we can work, work it, it out, out, can we? Yeah, we can. You know they're dealing with like billions and billions of dollars nah, well, in mate, America. You, you, you really think if you made, um, say, Neds, for instance, when they were with the Titans, rather than having that big, horrific, bright orange thing stuck on the front of their jersey, mm -hmm. if you said, if it's not blue, you're not putting it on there. They go, okay, we'll, we'll make it blue. Like it just, you know, we don't have that guideline, so they just take the piss. Things about things that make you go, hmm, there's he's got a good one a little bit later on about the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's off the bit about that as well. Anyway, sorry, that was just my random yeah. rant for the yeah, day. Well done. You might well have done. a career in um, design, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I don't, but you know, you just want him to look, you want it to look classy. Or just professional whinging. Just professional <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, you just want it to look Do you whinge at home to Chloe? No, I don't. Never. 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 Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I had some really good uh, really good feedback last night and today about our chat with Marco Calupo yes. last night. What a legend, eh? And we talked about his story just briefly. We really didn't go into it, did we, about Oki's story where he hit the scene very, very early. Um, he dug himself a pretty deep hole, didn't he? And, um, and a lot of people thought with the time out he had from, from surfing that he'd never make it back. No, he blew out to 106 kilo. Yeah. And he's only like five foot... Six, yep, probably five seven. Yep, not a big dude. Um, and then, of course, take over, Rad, about his story. Yeah, yeah, just depression, anxiety, didn't want to be outside, went back to live with his mum, mm. um, was out of was out of surfing for three years. And, um, you think you know, it's mainly because of the, the drug, drug the and alcohol abuse, early and introduction, just, yeah, to the well, he was on the t he was circuit. surfing professionally at like you know, I think, I think he was about 14 or 15, mm. um, when he started touring. So, and it just took its toll on him and he just couldn't handle it um, just too much. And yep. back in those days, I mean, the tour that they were on was pretty exhaustive. You know, like they were, in, they were all over the place. It wasn't they party pretty hard, heavy yeah, too. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as well organised as, as it is now and he struggled with it. And, you know, to find his way back for three year, after three years to, to, to have that fire burn within him again, to get him to the point where, you know, he could clean himself up, get back on the tour and then eventually win the world title in, in 1999. It was just a great story, a great, great comeback story. And on the back of that, what athletes or sports teams on the back of the hockey chat last night have just risen from the ashes and claimed glory? Yeah. Well, there's been a few. There has been. Yeah, there has yeah. been. Look, I'll throw one up. Um, yep. And, of course, you love, I love my boxing, Steve from Dubbo. Yep. Uh, of course, Cassius Clay won the world championship of boxing, heavyweight well, boxing, he was 22 years of age. He beat Sonny Liston, most feared man in boxing. And then he refused to be drafted in the army for Vietnam. Spent three years out of the sport. Yep. And then reclaimed it again against George Foreman Big in George 1974. Foreman. Three years the jungle, out of it. No, Thriller in the Mirror. Thriller. That's it? Rumble in the Jungle. Rumble in the Jungle, yeah. yeah. In so, yeah. so 
you know, three years out of a sport like boxing and yeah. then go and again, fight one of the most menacing human beings in the world and to win it again. Mm. And he was Muhammad Ali by then. It's amazing. So, you know, rising from the ashes, athletes or sports teams that are that have found glory. Well, one of the greatest of all time, uh, as you mentioned, Ali, but the, another one of the greatest of all time, Tiger Woods. Numerous knee surgeries, yeah. numerous back surgeries, like I think six back surgeries. They never thought he'd swing a club again. Mm. Came back, uh, won his 15th major, which, I mean, the scenes at, at, at um, Augusta when he, yeah. when he won that 15th major was unbelievable. I'll tell you what, though, if you can come back after this latest one, the car accident, that'll just be something out of this world. I, I, I can't see him ever You know what? Either. It's funny. I read some of the statistics around winning a, a major in golf when you're in your 40s. Mm. For some reason, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go up against these young blokes. So what's he, 47, 48, 49? And, mate, the, now, the oldest he? person to win a major now is Phil Mickelson. I think it was 51. Yeah. You know, and he, he won that a couple of years ago. Mm. But he was perfectly healthy. Yeah. Whereas Tiger, you know, he's got he's, he's basically on one leg now. Mm. So zero four five seven seven three six seven three six or double eight double three if we're in New Zealand. Who's a sportsman or woman, sports team risen from the ashes and claimed glory? You thought they were gone. You thought they'd never come back. This is on the back of Oki and his story last night. There's some good examples. Like Mal Meninga is a good one, isn't it? Four oh, broken arms. Yeah, yeah. Went on to. Captain three premierships, then two more kangaroo tours and became an immortal. Mm. Well, one that a lot of people don't probably know about is Ruben Cotter. Yeah, he's a good story. Se- 17 and 18, missed the entire seasons. And mate, the North Queensland Cowboys had sort of given up on him. Mm. They, and his agent begged him to just give him one more chance, just give him one more shot and look where he is now. So, it, you know, it's, it's yeah, phenomenal story when you, when you, when you look into it. Um, Billy Slater. Shoulder? That shoulder. He had multiple shoulder Mild, surgeries. Shoulders, of course, came back in 2017 and, and won that comp against the Cowboys. And the interview that he, that he had after the game. Clive Churchill medalist, wasn't he? That game? Yeah, yeah. He, that, that interview that he has after it is just where he's just, he just lets out all his emotions. Yeah. You know, he just said, I never thought I'd be back here. And there's so many examples, but across a number of sports. Mm. Daddy Vass. Rises from the ashes every day. Look at him. Rises from the ashes, gets his Brisbane membership after yeah. years of fighting through <laughs> not having the money to get it. Uh, finally gets his membership. Uh, I've got to say, I've got to say, he's he's a happy man today because in rugby league news, Ezra Mam resigns with the Brisbane Broncos for a further five years. Yeah, baby. Five years. He's twenty. He only just turned twenty-one in January. Yeah, eight hundred a year. Eight hundred a year for five years. I reckon that's on the money. Good money. That's good money for yeah. a twenty-one-year-old. Mm. Oh, that's good money for a fifty-one-year-old. Mm. Um, well done, yeah. well done, Broncos. I, I, I don't. I think I like it. I think they've. I, I, I think he was going to any other club, it'd yeah. be the same sort of money. Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine them paying stupid money to 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 um, extend Adam Reynolds. Yep. So he'll get another year. After that, they've got Jock Madden waiting in the wings, yep. who I think is a good footballer. He won't be on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to pay Reese Walsh. They've already paid Carrigan. They've already paid Haas. Um, yeah, I think they build their team around those guys. Yeah. Hang on. We're, you, 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 you boys both know how thin we are in the NRL for halves, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's Cleary. There's a, there's a few obvious ones. Mitch Moses, a few. Ezra Mam comes into the NRL at 20 years old and has a season like he did last year. I think he could be unders. At 800 now? Yeah. No, nah, 21. I mean, mm. I mean, if you're going to play, pay Reese Walsh 1.1, 1. 1, 
he's probably far more significant to the 15. team than what Ezra is at the he moment. He might get more. But Reese Walsh should get 1.2 any day of the week if he wanted to leave. Mm. He's only any on, day he knows he's under 500 at the moment. 450. He's still on the contract where he came back from yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they'd be smart to keep him on it until they don't have to. Uh, I mean, that way they can sort of, you know, manipulate what they're trying to do mm. um, because he's, he's going to be worth... You know, it, I mean, it, they, they won't be able to register a contract for him with, for that amount of money after after this year. Yeah. After this year. Oh, Ivan Major rode a motorbike. Yeah, oh, so yeah, Rooster yeah. Muzz says his surname's pronounced Major. I thought yeah. with Kiwi it might have been like the hidden it's end or whatever language, it may be. It's not so, they speak um, English. Well, there is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, pronounced Major. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Uh, 461 says he rode a motorbike. Yeah. On Speedway. Were you saying go to a break then? No, no, okay. Oh, Stepper, Stepper from Redcliffe says Ben Hogan had a horrific car accident. He did and came back to win a major. Mm. Uh, yep, legend Ben Hogan. Hey, what about some of the golf clubs? What about some of the woods back in the day? The little tiny, little tiny head on the driver. Oh, the Pro Simmons. Yeah, yeah little tiny head. I started with. They were unreal. Now they're size. Mate, I, I, one of the boys brought one out to the course a little while ago. Having a hit with it was unreal. Mm. It was, um, yeah, it's not easy to get in the middle of them. Yeah. Hey, uh, now this is, I suppose, of, of a serious nature. Josh Schuster, manly player, has testified in court after the passing two years ago of teammate Keith Titmus. Now, we all remember this when it happened a couple of years ago. He was saying as part of his evidence, it was one of the toughest training sessions he's ever done and the indoor gym was the hottest temperature he's experienced. But asking for a break was not possible under former manly coach Des Hasler, as he told the inquest. Yeah. It's not great evidence, is it? No, well, well, mate. When someone dies uh, in a situation in, in, in a controlled environment like that they, they were in, um, you know, some someone's going to be pointing the finger somewhere. Well, he he died from um, exertional heat stroke, and then had a heart attack later on when mm. on the way to the the hospital or when he got yeah. to the hospital. There has been other players um, who have also given evidence as part of this inquest as well. One of those is uh, Sione uh, Fainu as well, who has actually said in his evidence that there was an opportunity to have a rest if you were struggling during this training session. Mm. But everyone continued just to push each other through and Keith was struggling, so we continued to try and you know, motivate him to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then after the training session, that's when he, he collapsed, had a seizure. And, and this is what the inquest is about, that they know the cause of death. They want to know what caused him to get well, to that well, point. I mean, if it was as hot as what? you know, um, Josh Huster's saying, you would imagine that they, they would have offered opportunities to get water or have yep. a rest. And But you know what it's like, Satch, when you're with a group of blokes and you're getting through a session, it's hard and it's hot and you, and then, you know, someone's like, oh, you know, have a spell. I said, no, come on, let's get through, let's just get it done, you know, and everyone's pushing each other and you don't want to be that guy to sort of pull out. Now, mm. it, it may not be anyone's fault, given that testimony from, from Finu, um, yep. that he's saying that, you know, no one, you know, there was an opportunity for us to have a rest. Yeah. Um, look, it's a horrific story, Satch. You know, the, at the end of the day, you know, a young man, Keith Titmus, is, is lost to his family, his friends, his loved ones, and he's lost to the game of rugby league. Um, yeah. You know, look, the, the game of rugby league's hard, but but you never expect to go to training and, and not come home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, look, they'll, they'll, they'll work it out. Um, you know, I... It, it is. It is the testimony from um, Josh Schuster. Is is it doesn't look good for Desi though, does it? Really? I mean, you've 
Well, it doesn't. I, I, I've got to say, I heard Willie Mason and Justin Horro talking on their podcast, and Willie made a really good point because because the game has, I suppose, um, there's a lot of you know a lot of rules and protocols around training and and when you train and and you now the you know the contact at training. He made a really good point, Willie. He said it could retire some coaches, guys like Desi, um, Craig Bellamy, who said yeah. he may finish up the end of this year, Ricky Stewart, those guys that have that have been used to having a really you know, hard training ethic for a lot of years for their players, mate, they may mm. say, this is just all too hard. This is all too hard. There's that story about Bellamy, he heard of some players wanting a pool session because their legs were heavy. Oh, yeah. So, they, yeah, they went to the conditioner, <laughs> Alex Corval, apparently, the story goes. And listen, we're really, our legs are really heavy. Can we do a pool session this afternoon? And he went and told Craig, and Craig walked into the players' lounge and just said, listen, Everyone put their shoes on. We're going up the hill because the last time I checked, you never won a premiership swimming lap. <laughs> yep. And that's Craig Bellamy. That's what you know when you're going yeah, to go to the and, Melbourne and, Storm. And look, uh, you know, not I, I, I like I, I like the fact that um, you know the the game that I played was hard, and I like the fact that you know it brought people together. But you know, when when it gets to the point where you know what's happened has happened, it's it's not ideal and. Look, the reality is, if if you, if the, if these guys were offered to have a break, I can I can just imagine the situation. Mm. I've, just, I've been in it. Oh, been in it so many times. Every week, so hot, <laughs> so hard. Pre-season on the Gold Coast, like, and you're just thinking, I I, don't, I just can't do this. But the boys pump you up and they keep you going. And mate, you are that hot and that tired. And look, it, it, this is just a tragic, tragic circumstance. And I just hope that, um, you know. Um, yeah, I just hope we get through it and, yeah. and everyone's all right. I think you know? the yeah, worst part about this is a young man. Yeah, that's passed right. away at a yeah. very young age. Mm. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. After the break, Benny Eichen, live on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sportster. As Lamb goes high again. More work for Matt Sears. Coy, he's made the mistake. Aiton, Aiton, he'll score. The youngster, he goes in to score. His first origin try. What a magic moment for Queensland. The Paul Borden. For ben 1995, that was, of course, Fatty Vorton in his first year as coach for the Queensland Maroons, and they beat New South Wales 3-0. It should have been the series that Queensland never won. It, sh- it, should, it shouldn't have been. But didn't, didn't Fatty not even recognise Ike when he was... Is that true? Yeah. Is that a true... Well, yeah, well, in the elevator. He's in the elevator. Yeah. So he played for the Gold Coast Seagulls. He played for the Brisbane Broncos. 17 games for Queensland. Two games for the Kangaroos. But what we're going to get him on to talk about is his 87 games for North Sydney between 96 and 99 because the North Sydney Bears, it's on the lips of in the news. PVL and expansion. And we thought we'd talk to a former Bear, and that man is Benny Eichen. How are you, Benny? Going good, boys. You, you know this. This is like a good trivia question to know the answer to. The last international player to come out of the North Sydney Bears is who? The last international player. Uh, Billy ben Moore? I- ben Eichen? Bingo, Brad. 
you go. always been the smart one in this yeah, duo. Yeah, mate. It's not yeah. hard, really. Now, is it true when Fatty didn't recognise you in 95 in the elevator when you turned up for the get first game uh, training that you had your hat on correct. back to front? Hat on back to front like a skateboard. Yeah. Slides. Yep. Yeah, yeah right. I what hopped in the lift, Matty Singh and Fatty Vorton, and rode six floors together and <laughs> paid me no mind. Got out of the lift, and of course, I'm in the team, so I follow them. And Fatty turns around, looks me up and down, and says, Mate, this floor's for State of Origin players only. If you some autographs, you have to wait downstairs in the foyer. <laughs> I said, Mate. I'm in your team. <laughs> and he just gave me a head wobble and said, well, come in then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolute What are the great stories. Now, North Sydney Bears, as we said, they're back in the news. Peter Volandi's mentioning that if expansion goes ahead, well, North Sydney Bears have to be taken into consideration. As a former Bear, you must, you must, be, uh, must be music to your ears hearing that they're at the top of everyone's lips. Well, they're a foundation club, you know, and I'm a... Uh, um, I love a bit of rugby league history. So, look, if you were able to bring the Bears out of hibernation, pardon the pun, and engage <laughs> that fan base that... Uh, look, I don't know how much of it still lies dormant, but certainly that part of Sydney um, isn't properly serviced. Um, and consider, considering Sydney's a rugby league town, that's that's a travesty. So if they find a way, you know, to take the Bears IP, it's history, and plonk it somewhere, and doesn't kind of have to be anywhere near Sydney can be anywhere here overseas um, and then bring that history back to life and bolt it back onto the elite game of course I think that'd be a great thing and then the second layer is that every time the Bears no matter where they're based play a Sydney based team away from home well all those Bears fans get to come and cheer on that brand at least so it has merit but just you know in my current role I have to advocate for you know the two contenders north of the border. We've got the PNG Hunters who are keen to have a side and, of course, the Brisbane Tigers um, for operational readiness are, are right to go, very financial. So it's just good to see that there are options as the game looks to expand. Um, there's good people running good organisations that are ready to step up into that elite category. Mate, as, as the CEO of the QRL, and, and I know you have to advocate for those teams that are here, but would the QRL be open to the relocation of the Bears into Queensland if that was on the table? It's got nothing to do with us. I guess it would be about, you know, the Bears talking to the willing parties up this way right? and seeing if they could hatch a deal. Yeah. Um, the QRL has no jurisdiction over, you know, what team becomes 18, 19, 20, however big they want to grow the... Um, top competition. Um, all, all we know is that um, in Queensland at the moment, we have four sides and we have a big, sprawling, passionate um, supporter base and that we could sustain another franchise. And if uh, it means the Bears move up here and go somewhere, then that's something we would support because another NRL team in Queensland means more opportunity for Queensland kids. Yeah, I think the Western Corridor is just... Yeah, you've, you've been just, banging on about that lay down for with years. There. Now, did you ever well, take... Well, to be fair, I should say, before we step away from this, that's sorry to interrupt, yeah. but yeah. The, the, the Brisbane Tigers, I have seen their bid, and even though it's going to come out of Brisbane Central, um, they have made big plans uh, to support the Western Corridor. They would sort of immediately, and I think before even they, they get considered for a licence, are looking at injecting funds Right. Into the Western Corridor now, uh, as far out as Toowoomba. So, look, Western Corridor support, um, I'd be riding behind that. Um, and the, the Brisbane Tigers, or if it ends up the Bears, 
servicing that region, um, I think it'll be a great thing for the game because it's just it's rugby league heartland mm. out there. Mm. It's got a base in the Ipswich. Has to. But anyway, uh, the cricket pitch in the middle of North Sydney Oval. Oh, let's let's horrible. go back in time. Did you ever? Did your pasty skin? Did you ever oh. take skin off on that cricket pitch? Did you Did you watch me play? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always believe that the worst thing about rugby league was the contact. Yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> so hey, you I wasn't going anywhere near the middle of that field. Oh, <laughs> um, unless, unless there was space for t- because of tied forwards, and then, boy, oh, boy, didn't I move quick across <laughs> that hard to you know, come mate, off the long run. <laughs> mate, Benny, I, mate, I, people say, you used to say, geez, you were fast, man. It was all based on one characteristic and that was fear <laughs> it was uh, yeah, running away yeah. from blokes bigger than me mate one thing that used huh. to annoy the hell out of me every time i came over to north sydney well now i know you're a bit a bit of a goal kicker back in your day you knocked a few over and if jt wasn't playing did, you, you, say, did yeah. you ever kick goals there and have to use that ridiculous sawdust that they used to bring out and the argument from that the, uh, the, the groundsman there was oh mate yeah. it's better for the turf i'm like mate there's dirt in the soil like how how can you not how can we not be using sand here um, look, I, look, I was young back then. I think I left the Bears at 22. I wasn't thinking too deeply about many things. Um, <laughs> but I did, ki- I did kick an occasional goal for the North City Bears. Um, I, I reckon it might have been three or four in my four years there. Um, and not once did I kick one at North Sydney Oval, so I didn't have the good fortune of having used the sawdust. Um, so you're still complaining about that all these Mate, years later. Yeah. I, got, I got ripped into by the... Um... Because I, I gave it to the ball boy that was over there. I said, but I don't want this. Bring it. And, he, and he couldn't bring out soda. He couldn't bring out sand to me. So then after the game, your groundskeeper came and found me and tore me a new one and told me, mate, Jason Taylor can do it, so you can do it. <laughs> I was, mate, I was ruggable. We'd just yeah. been beaten too. So <laughs> wasn't a good time. That, can I just question without notice, Sats, who was yep. the better goal kicker, Rogers or Taylor? Oh, Taylor. Oh, right, there we oh, go right. Oh. Easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both got budgie I, I, heads, but. Mate, he played in the middle and I played yeah. on the wing. I reckon I still made more tackles than him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Benny, when you think North Sydney, when Benny Iken thinks North Sydney Bears, like, who's the first player that comes to mind? Yep. Gary Larson. Oh, that's yeah. mine. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> Mate, what a legend, yep. Gary Larson. And then close, close. Closely followed by Greg Flora, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I lean to Gary Larson because um, he's a Queenslander, but like Flo was and still is the heart and soul of that club. Mm. Um, you know, he was a genius player, very naturally gifted, could do any sport well. Uh, but Larry, for me, having played a bit of origin with him and just um, know that that part of the game that is... Um, it's a, it's a grind. It's it's tough. Um, he dominated, and you, you ask anyone that played with Gary Larson at any level of the game, and I, I remember having some conversations with guys like Jim Dimmick when they come back from that '95 tour for the ARL at the end of the year, that it was Gary Larson who got to that tour late, who stiffened up the ruse and allowed them to beat the Poms the way that they did in the end. So mm-hmm. um, I can't go past those two. Larson and Flora, mate, for me. Yeah, I think you can. Great players, haven't they? Mark oh, Graham. Yeah. yeah, some great players. And some great players who played well, I actually the played in the golf day recently yeah. at Maryborough, um, Family League Golf Day, with Mark Graham and Gary Larson. Oh, wow. Like, talk about legends. Uh, yeah. And yeah. can I just tell you this? Both still in very good nick. Yes, a bit like Settler. Mm. And I had a, I had yeah. a, I caught up with Gary Larson at last year's Magic Round. 
Yeah. And yeah, looking fantastic. And just, you know what he is now? He's 24 consecutive uh, origins. He's just yeah. an absolute fan of the game. Yeah. Just loves it still. Yep. Had his mates with him and just supporting the game. Doing some, oh, he's just a great fellow, mate. Mm. Just a great man of the game. Hey, was Still the pub- can't understand what he yeah, said. No, no, exactly. no, that's okay. Yeah, can't. Hey, what was the pub across the road from North Sydney Oval? I mean, a young Benny Eichel. Percy's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you would have ventured in there a fair yeah, bit. Yeah, got kicked out of there plenty of times. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm. yeah. Mate, so- <laughs> Me, Brenton Pomery, Darren Fritz, oh. uh, Matt Sears, oh, Michael Butner. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a crew. Jeez, that was some good players there <laughs> yeah. in those days. So, mate. The Bears non-negotiables. They've got to play two to four games at North Sydney Oval. I want the same colours. I want the logo. Obviously, want to be called the Bears. Yep. Um, what do you make of that? I mean, are, are they in a position to, to, like to be it. putting any negotiables on it, the table given they want in, or is it? I, I, don't, I see I, them I as okay. I think that's very. I think that's very considered mm. because if you want to, if you want to build a consortium, a new franchise, mm. and grab onto all of that history and that existing fan base, then you'd agree to that at a minimum. Yeah, right? you would. That's. That's just a no-brainer. So, look, um, it seems to me Valandis has started the narrative around getting to 20 teams. You know, you've got the Newtown Jets and the North City Bears who have that great history and doing good things in the second tier in the New South Wales Cup. And then, you know, we've got the PNG Hunters and the Brisbane Tigers up here um, who both claim they're ready to go. So that, that, that's healthy for the game, right? We've currently got 17 teams and four willing parties ready to go to the next level. Mm. I, I just think that that means rugby league's in a good place. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And love the work you're doing at the moment too, Benny. You're always great when we have to get you on the show. You've always been a friend of the show. You actually, he was on Sports Day for many, many years, right? But, but I, I can yep. was. Original yeah. host. It's, it's where he, uh, host. where he cut his teeth. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Great man yeah, of the much media. Much better than you two. Well, well, mate, it wouldn't be hard, I can tell you. <laughs> but, mate, we've got to get out for a game of golf soon, Ike, but thanks for coming on today. What are you off at the moment? He's off, off scratch. Off scratch at the moment. He texted us the other day. Oh, he messaged us the other day. Cash. I'll make yeah. the six. Oh, no way I'm playing you off. On that. his birthday, <laughs> on his birthday, we we, yeah. mess, we said in our group chat, we said, happy birthday, Rat. And he goes, yeah, I'm on the 12th and I'm three under. Uh, <laughs> Finished even. Yeah. <laughs> Choked well, mate, you're going to three shots aside. You oh, want to be good. No, yeah. mate, that's too much for you. Benny Iken, thank you very much, <laughs> mate, for joining us on Sports Day, reminiscing about the North Sydney Bears. Thanks, boys. Great to chat. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Who's this? Who's this? Well, I don't care. Who is it? Is it a Kiwi band? No. Oh. Bit of Gorillas. Gorillas? Never heard of them. Never heard of them? No. I know the Gorillas. No. Your garbage you throw in the... Nah, that one's from Chrissy Nelson, one of our SEN oh, uh, okay, good. presenters. Welcome back to the show. Sats and Rap for Sports Day. Great chat with Benny Iken there. If you missed it, get it on the podcast. It's about the North Sydney Bears. His time at the Bears and also his thoughts around them coming in as the 18th side. We always ask our listeners, give us a call, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. And on the line we have the man of the hour, of course. He's a little bit early tonight. Glennie. How are you, Glenn? Hello, Scotty. How are you, buddy? I'm boy? good, buddy. What's going on? How's your day been? Mate, straight to the, straight to the point, mate. Okay. Uh, million yep. dollar minute this morning, young oh. Jono. 
He secured, he, he got the 100, decided to go up for the 200. Didn't even say hello to me either. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm here, Glenn. <laughs> so just for the listeners out there to paint a picture, as soon as he didn't say rat, rat said cut him off. He's just pointing at Cullen. Well, I'm no, not here, so off. he's not here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And now we've got some great texts here, 0457 736 736. And double eight double three if we're in New Zealand. And this one is from New Zealand. This is Richard in Ashburton, New Zealand, just between Christchurch and, and Timaru. Ashburton is in the South Island. A big comeback story from the Ashes is Colin Cowdery, 42 years old, entering the SOS call from England, facing Lily Thompson the most fast, uh, at their most fastest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Pretty frightening. Um, yeah, well, from uh, from Bags from Narrabri, mm-hmm. uh, he says... Uh, he, Ivan Major, he's, he was a Speedway legend, and it was the 100th anniversary of Speedway, which originated in, in Maitland, New South Wales, in, uh, in 1923. Okay. That's a big um, 100-year anniversary. So good, good call to have Ivan Major on as a, uh, a legend yesterday. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Eagle Rock, thank you very much for that. Uh, risen from the Ashes, Vinny Penzienza, a boxer who won a world title after breaking his neck, Darren and Logan. Hey, Darren, that's a really good shout-out. And there's a really good movie, actually, and it's called Bleed for This. It's not that old, um, probably about six or seven years old. And Miles Teller, he plays Vinnie Penziana, and it's a, it's a horrific car accident. He's got, he's got pins in his, you know, those the ones that come out of your forehead, the sport, the, out of your, Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got the halo one. The halo, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And he's, it's a great story, yeah, good. Bleed for This. It's a really good movie. So that's a good shout-out there. Uh, what have we got from Rise from the Ashes? We've got... Um, yeah, we've got from the Ashes. Yeah, you said Ben Hogan. Yeah, I said Ben Hogan. Here we go. Andrew Lloyd. This is from Tony. The Aussie athlete overcame some demons to win the Commonwealth gold in the 5,000 medals. Now, I know a lot of people don't celebrate the Commonwealth Games because the Olympics is the pinnacle, but if ever you want to see a great finish to a race, which is just laden with determination and grit, Andrew Lloyd in the Auckland Commonwealth oh, Games yeah. winning the 5,000. Yeah, it is yeah. just one of the great finishes of all time. Good shout out there, Tony. Briggsy, I like Briggsy's risen from the ashes. Sats from Coomba Bar High to becoming a one tackle legend. <laughs> <laughs> and I need one thing, Briggsy. That's it. That's and I need it. one thing. Uh, hey, lads, don't forget our great man, Jeff the Hitman Harding, with that classic. This is 302 against Dennis Andres in 1990. Yeah, it was in Atlantic City. Uh, excellent boxing from our boy. One mm. of the greatest. Finishes and talk about rising from the ashes. He was actually getting pounded by Dennis Andres. Um, and he comes back and he goes back for the last round. And Johnny Lewis delivers this, this Herculean speech to him. And he goes out and knocks him out in the 12th round. It's one of the great finishes of all time in boxing. Special moments. What yeah. about Mick Doohan coming back from multiple broken leg injuries to win? Well, well, he won five, yeah, um, five hundred cc titles, and they were all after he broke his leg to the point where they had to, they had to stick one leg to the other and let the blood flow from one leg go into the other. They were going to have to chop it off. Are you serious? Yeah, and he won his five after that. Wow. So yeah, like how he, you know, he was. I know Mick Doohan is a legend of Australian sport, but is he undervalued? I think when we talk about criminally underrated in yeah. australia yeah absolutely overseas but, 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 but an absolute mate, legend. in europe he's a god yeah you know like over here he's just you know it's like you know a robbie McEwen, for instance yeah. cyclist you know he goes to belgium or france and he's a he's a god yep. here he's just little roberto who doesn't drive the ball more than 200 meters yeah it's good 
And um, also 133 says, good on a spreadsheet, Benny Eichen. Great bloke. Yeah, he does. He loves a spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a break here on Sports Day. Sats and Rat, and we'll wrap up the first hour after this. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. That's more like it. That is more like it. Well done. I saw ACDC Thunderstruck in it. It's their famous... Their famous... Um, I can't remember where the concert was. It's just... It looks oh, like River Plate Stadium. Is that what it is? There's like yeah, 100,000 people Oh, there. in Argentina, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. It is amazing, Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, thanks for your text, 0457 736 736 or 8833 from New Zealand. Thanks for all your text messages tonight. We've been talking about the rise from the ashes, sportsmen and women and teams that have risen from the ashes, whether it's injury, setback, whatever it may be. We talked about Andrew Lloyd earlier on, one of the great, I think, athletic achievements. And Zaino in Zane says uh, Andrew Lloyd's effort was even more impressive as he actually beat the world record holder in that race. I think it was a race. I think the race, I think the Olympic champion was from Kenya. Mm. Come from third and overtook him. Yeah. Yeah. Very unassuming. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, got the job done. Great mm. finish. Well done. Risen from the ashes. Yep. SEN's Beaver, Stephen Donald, kicking the 2011 Rugby World oh. Cup winning penalty goal for the All Blacks. Had a few rough matches before that game. Well, he wasn't even in the squad before that game. He was white bait fishing. He was, yeah, there was... So Graham Henry uh, rang him and yeah. said, what are you doing? Well, well who went down? Um, so Dan Carter, Carter went, went down, down. And then... Um, was it uh, Ollie R. Brown? Was no, it... Um, it uh, yeah, anyway. Well, our New yeah, Z- our New, one of our New Zealand... One of our Kiwi listeners. Who was it that went down after Dan Carter? Aaron Car- Cruden. Aaron Cruden. Aaron Cruden, yeah. yeah. Right, went down and, yeah, Stephen Donald gets the call up. Yeah, Kiwi Andrew in Brisbane. Thanks very much for mm. that. Is it too early to say Luke Brooks, Wounded Eagle, as a risen from the ashes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, we've got to, we're going to talk about that in the second, yeah, yeah, in the we'll second hour that. about uh, one of your three burning questions is about who's a player that may come under some pressure. What about risen from the ashes? Australia 2, the greatest comeback ever. One of the greatest documentaries of all time. Oh, mate. The, Amer- the Americans year. did everything to try to just hold them down. They yep. knew that they were coming. They knew they had the, the secret. They didn't know what it was. Yeah, that was a great story. Steve said, I'm a little bit disappointed in Glenn's effort tonight. I can't even begin to address all the areas in which he not only let me, but more importantly, himself down. Well, he let me down. Didn't yeah. even mention my name. Comes on to our show. Yep. It's called Sports Day with Sats and Rat, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Just checking. Exactly. Just, we haven't changed the name. And George Minto says, the North Bears should compete in the preseason challenge each year. Yeah. They're a feeder club, of course, mm. to an NRL they, club. Could, could get a few. Yeah. yeah. They'd be playing against some pretty stiff competition. Stick around for the second hour. New, Se- New South Wales Swifts co-captain Matty Prow is going to join us on Sports Day and also things that make you go, hmm, this is Sats and Rat. Tuesday night, Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. 
Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Yes, bring it on. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Second hour, Sats and Raph for Sports Day on a Tuesday night. If you missed the first hour, you can get the podcast wherever you get the podcast from, Sports Day NSW. And thanks very much for all your text messages throughout the night, 0457 736 736. And for New Zealand listeners, happy Watangi Day as well, Double eight, mm. double three. Um, we've got plenty of text to get. Do you want to get to one really quickly without any subject? Mm, um well, from any subject, hey, hey, immortals, Alex Zanardi lost his legs in a car crash, returned to racing two years later from the Iron Bronco. That's, wow. a, that's a comeback, all yeah. right. Mm. Keith, from, Keith from the Ree, Taree, says Stephen Bradbury. Yeah. Okay. Four Winter Olympics, his fourth one, he wins the way that he wins. Yeah. Well, you've got to be there to win it. you got to make part it of the plan. final. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get to uh, more of your text messages a little bit later on in the show because we're very spe- special guests coming up soon. But before we do that, thank you very much to Kia, the EV9, one of our great partners, and also Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. As we said, get involved in the show. Keep sending your texts in. But time for this. Now it's time for three burning questions. Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. So if you had to rate yourself out of 10 with your intros, Daddy, where, what are you giving yourself for that out of 10? 10 being what? The 10 best. being the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joel three. Fletch. I mean, Fletch and Heidi. Three? Three. Four. Not happy with that one? Oh, mate, yeah, that's all right. Three. Oh, you're what? being modest. What's yeah. your favourite intro? Don't be modest. Can't pop your tires up. If you had to give yourself a nine or a 10 out of 10 for intros, what's your best one, do you think? Oh, Play probably, it if it's there, can you? Probably the shopping one. Oh, that's the worst. Play it. Off you go. <laughs> this is 10 out of 10 for Daddy Vance. Uh, nah, it's not here, boys. Are you oh, serious? Yeah, well, I like this one too. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> Maybe you didn't do that one. That's a show. That's, that's a, a movie. show. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. Just ripped that one up. Anyway, for Toolkit Depot, <laughs> three burning questions, everything you need to get back to work. That's Toolkit Depot. What do you got for us, Daddy Vass? Now. Yep. We all like. A player coming out out of the woodwork. Yeah. What's an NRL player? What one NRL player is your surprise packet this season? Oh, so they've got to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Take- well, well, this guy he, he had a had a rough run of it last year. Mm. Um, injuries. His 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 talent is immense. It, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Not having him as much as they would have liked last year, I think, added to the reason why they finished the season the way they did. Mm. Um, but but he he on Lukey. That's who, that's, you love him, don't you? I love him. I yeah. just think, mate, I, I think um, a fit heel on Lukey, uh, a good preseason, good good healthy season means Cowboys play, they go deep in the finals. Yep. Yep. You, you, you partner him up with Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, the other one is Scott Drinkwater too. Had a bludger of a start to the season yeah. last year and then came out and just absolutely lit it up for six or seven The weeks. Cowboys have got one of the most destructive forward packs in the comp. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not only have they got Tao Malalo and uh, Ruben Cott, who's a great worker. Griffin Neem is a Kiwi player. Then you got so much talent. Then you got Lukey, Luciano Lailua, Finna Fawaki, yeah. Cohen Hess, yeah. Jeremiah Nanai, mm. Reese Robson. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. It's Paul McNicholas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call him? Spider. 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 Um, no. Now, mine's not one that just jumps out of the ground. Mine, mine's not a guy that hasn't played first grade. But my surprise packet this season is 
Tommy Dearden. Now, many oh, are thinking... Oh, we've, we've gone cowboy. Yeah, a lot of people think, yeah, but he's not, a, he's not a surprise packet. He's been playing for a while now. But my surprise packet for 2024 is I think he's a Dalian medal winner. Whoa. Wow. Tommy Dearden. We're not, we're not making our predictions yet, Sats. So he's my Dalian medal winner. Oh, I think not only that he's matured and he's just on the verge of just nailing an origin jersey year in year out it's just unfortunate he's got Munster and get on him and Daly Cherry Evans and and uh, Benny Hunt in front of him at the moment but he'll play so many origin games but outside of that I think the influence that James Maloney's going to have on his game as well just his mindset and how to control a game and have a memory like a fishbowl where he's you know if you make a mistake don't be scared to make a mistake I think I think we'll see a a completely different Tommy Dearden this year, which is good enough as it is now, but he'll be even better 2024. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. Like it. Next All one. Right, number two. Yeah. Uh, now, Michael Karianis, he's put a bit of a list together. Players under the most pressure mm. heading into this season. So I thought, let's get your opinion, boys. Now, Michael Karianis' top five is Jerome Luai, Tom Flegler, Christian Welsh, Spencer Linu, and AJ Brimson. Oh, I can I can see maybe Christian Welsh being under a little pressure. They they struggled a little bit at the back end of the year, uh, the, the storm. I don't think, I don't think Jerome Luai is under any pressure. No pressure. Flegler's no. under no pressure. Lenny's not. not under pressure. AJ Brimson's not under pressure. Well, that's in my opinion. Um, my my player under pressure, Latrell Mitchell. He 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 needs to stand up. Wasn't there at the end of the year? He just been injured. Yeah. He's had, you know, really. Really, sort of interrupted seasons the last couple of years, and they need him back to his best and focused on his footy. And I want to see Latrell obsessed with the game again. Yeah, when he's obsessed with the game, he basically takes the team and he owns the team. He's a he's a he, look. There's no question he's fantastic for the game off the field mm. and what he does around community. But I want to see what he. I want to see him doing it on the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear about how good he is off the field. Yep. I want to see how I want to see him at his best on it. Yep. And you know, you look at the greats of our game. You know, the the Greg Inglis's. Uh, you know, it just that's him. You mm. know, like I want to see him. You know, back to that. Yeah. Howie from Kellyville on the text line says player under most pressure, Nico Hines. That's a that's a fair shout. Mate, he won the Dally M two years ago. He was two points off winning it again this I last know. year. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he's under pressure. My under pressure one is uh, Dylan Brown. Yep. Parramatta. And Jack yep. White in South Sydney. Yep. 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 Well, I think Jack White and Latrell Mitchell will help each other. Yep. If they get it right. Mm. I think they could they could both have blockbuster seasons. It mm. could, could mean big things for South Sydney. Tanner Boyd? Not on that list? Yeah, he's not. He probably is under a little bit of pressure. Probably. There's probably a few Titans that, um, you know, could be on that list. And I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that AJ Brimson is on there. I, I think um, Luke Brooks is under some pressure. Luke Brooks is, oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I think he's excited. I think he's going to be in a he's in a different paddock. He's yeah. you know, he can spread his wings a bit. Yep. And just you know go after it. Um, I, I think he's going to have a bit of time there. Whereas you know it's from round one if he stays at the at the Tigers. Yep. The fact that he's at the Eagles, they're going to give him some time. And by all reports, according to to Flano, um, after their inter club trial. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles are winning the comp, so he must have done something right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we got Dusty on the line. He might have a he might have a player too for us. Dusty, Dusty how are you, mate? Hello. You there, Dusty? Hey, Dusty. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I was just ringing up to ask the boys about um, what they thought about some of the suspensions for 
Jack Whiten hasn't been mentioned in any predicted teams for South for round one, so I think he's missing. He might be missing yeah, it, but he is. I, I take your point there. Um, what well, no? So, so, but what's happened is Jack Whiten can still use the All Stars game now, Dusty. The 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 argument or the, the the theory behind this is, or the rule is, you can only use three rep games as part of your suspension. And because Whiten has made himself unavailable, they've got to find another another game that he mm. can use. Sebastian Chris is open for rep games, and, and so is Jared Warrior Hargraves. Jared Hargraves yeah. used three rep games for yeah. New Zealand last year, so he can't use another rep game. I think it's ridiculous. The, the reality is it's a game he would have played and that he can't play because he's suspended if he got picked, and I think he should be going over to Vegas and he should be playing for the, the Roosters. We want our best players on the field. Absolutely. If, if, there, if there was ever a time to go, right, oh, look, we, for the betterment of the game, Let's do the right thing here for the game and get him over there. This is the time. And, yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing. Jack White and also Sebastian Chris also. Yep. Absolutely. Not yep. just Jared Rui Hargraves, yeah. Mm. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Seb Chris might have missed a couple of games for the Kiwis because he's eligible for both the Indigenous too. and the Kiwis. So I, think, I think he might have served a couple for the Kiwis. I wasn't aware that there was a limit on that, though, yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, there is, and that's that's the reality of it. And uh, but but yeah, you know, like I said, you know, given we're taking our our you know round one showpiece event to Las Vegas, it just it really just I'm gobsmacked at the fact that Peter Volandi, who you think is a good operator, mm. like Pete, you you got to think outside the box on this one, mate. You, you got to sort of bend the rules a little bit here. This is a unique sp- yeah, special this, occasion. This isn't happening, game, yeah. you know, like get our best players, and particularly a guy like Jared Roy Hargraves. Seb, Chris, like these, these, are, these are not just players that, you know, make up the numbers of a team or they're fringe players. These are the stars of the yeah. team. Yeah, exactly. This is the stars and, we, you know, we, we want them out there. Mm. So anyway, disappointing, but, um, you know, it may change. I doubt it. Thanks for the call, Dusty. Appreciate it. And before we get to our very special guest, Kia ora from the land of the long white cloud. Love your show, guys. Thank you very much. This is from 676. Nothing like a day off to celebrate our country and cultures. Of course, it's Waitangi Day in New Zealand. The beer was cold and the golf was fun. Keep up the good work, boys. Up the Waz. Yeah, outstanding. Any pressure on the Waz this year? No. No. Saying that, well, well, Roger Tuovasa-Shek might feel a little bit of pressure coming back to... Coming back to rugby league. I can't wait to watch him play. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, never seen, I've never seen a team so happy. Yeah. It's like Tino Fasul Malawi saying it's the fittest <laughs> he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to Toolkit Depot. That's two burning questions from Daddy Vass. <laughs> Everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. She's a good friend of the show and she's joining us now on Sports Day. Hi. What's your name? Olivia. Olivia, you having a good day so far? Yeah. Who's your favourite player for the Swifts? You. Thank Helen. you. Helen. No, 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 just cut out the Helen part. Just say, just say can we do that again? Yeah. Uh, who's your favourite player for the Swifts? You. Thank you. Perfect. You agree? Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Did you get that? Who's your play favourite player? Manny Crowder. Thank you. Who's yours? Thank you. Well done. It's you. Thank you. No, okay. Just manipulating the youth, she does. That's what she does. Great. Yeah. Great. You've got to do it. Just brainwashes them. You've got to do it. Matty Proud. 
Yeah. Captain of the Swiss. Who's your favorite player? <laughs> <laughs> Helen. Helen Helsby. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> oh, she's one of our favourites, Maddie Proud. Uh, and with the Suncorp Netball Series about to start, uh, she's joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Maddie? Very well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, now, the most important thing that's going on in your life right now is that you've finally got a ute. What make and model, and what do you carry in the back of it? I've got a Volkswagen Amrock, and I just carry heaps of copies of Grace on the court that oh. I can try and sell to people as I'm, as I'm driving around. <laughs> wow, smart play. Yeah. Smart play. So, of course, Grace on the court oh. is, is one of your many children's books that you've authored. Now, um, the Chrissy break. What does Maddie Proud get up to over the Chrissy break? Oh, I went back to Adelaide uh, for a couple of days and then um, yeah, came back to Sydney and then actually did a trip to Brisbane as well. My partner, he's a cricketer, so I followed him around a little bit during the Big Bash season. So I actually didn't watch any cricket because every game I went to go to was rained out. Um, but that was a, a win for me because I was more happy just to be wherever, you know, I was got to holiday rather than actually watching any cricket. <laughs> oh, nice one. Matt. Now, Maddie, I have been on a couple of reality shows myself. Reality Sat- show Sat- junkie. <laughs> Sat scores me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've used them all up. But we talked off air. You were saying that you're a bit of a Gogglebox fan. I and you love actually, Gogglebox. You applied to go on there. Now, if you if you did go on Gogglebox, who would be your fa- your partner in crime as you're watching? Well, I'm trying to be strategic here. And obviously, you two both went to Helen Housby as your favourite players. So yep. I'm thinking in terms of <laughs> airtime, celebrity status. You know, she's had David Beckham slide into the DMs. I think we'd get quite a viewership wow. if I had uh, if I had Helen on board with me. But um, probably her or someone like an Ali Smith in our team, we've got a pretty similar sense of humour. But, yeah, if I'm going for what's going to attract the crowds, and, and Helen's also a little bit strange and weird like I am. So we've got some good banter. But um, she's... she's study actually zoology so you just want to watch David Attenborough and all the uh, (laughs) animal documentaries where I'd be wanting to watch Love Island or something like that so we'd have um, some different tastes going around. (laughs) So just uh, like it just rolled off your tongue there but I just uh, did you say that Helen's had David Beckham slide into her DMs is that did I hear that right? Well, sorry, he actually commented on a photo, which was probably even bigger, back when um, Helen shot the winning goal for England in that com right. game back in Gold Coast. And, and he commented on it, I reckon, overnight, Helen went from, um, yeah, having about, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram to nearly 100,000. So there it's not go. even her claim to fame anymore. It's my claim to fame by association that nice. I know Helen <laughs> and David Beckham commented on her photo. <laughs> Good one. Uh, now you've got a podcast coming out. What's, uh, what's his name and what's it about? Yeah, so we started it last season, actually. It's called Mad Chatter because the three of us that do it are all called Maddie. So it's with a teammate, Maddie Turner. Actually, I should have said her for the goggle box for, um, you know, commercial reasons because we could have plugged the, the podcast on there as well. Um, and then a girl called Maddie Ibrahim, who we used to be the social media girl at the Swifts and has since left the Swifts, but it's still a good friend of ours. Um, and, yeah, so it started at very kind of amateurish last year um, and ended up getting a little bit of a following where we had people coming with posters and we even had some merch made for us at, at games and that. But, um, yeah, just a little bit of banter between us. We did a few interviews with some teammates and other people and, um, yeah, just started off as a bit of fun. But this year we're trying to make it a little bit more serious, we hope, in terms of getting, you know, a bit better technology on our side because, yeah, the sound quality all that wasn't too good. So we're, we're trying to one-up at this season. Mm. So, so. Oh, that's that's good to good to know. Look forward to hearing some of that. But um, tell me, there's a bit of a room. You've got a training camp next week. Is that is that correct? Is this is this like an it, army it is, camp? It is true. 
Well, I'm beginning to think that you guys know more about it than I do because mm. we have literally been told to arrive at a certain destination oh. at a certain time. It's all been very cryptic. Um, as women and as probably netballers, we all are used to living by a schedule, so we're probably uh, notorious for over-asking questions. So Brian, our coach, has been very strict with no questions other than what time we have to be somewhere. We'll be sent a packing list the day before. and. Today, we had to randomly bring in a sleeping bag to training. So there's lots of whispers going around about what we're going to be doing. But, um, yeah, who knows? We're all very excited, but I think everyone's a little bit nervous. Oh, it, so what, how does that go with Maddie Proud? Are you like a spontaneous person that can just roll with the punches? Are you like OCD, like you've got to know every detail? Yeah. Does it just do your head and you don't know what's going on? Uh, I am. like It's more that I'm just nosy and I like to be in the know and I'm one of those people that likes to, you know, just just be in with everything that's happening. But for me, team camp's like my favourite time. I'm, you know, you could probably tell one of those people that's just all in for everything. Um, so whether it's boot camps or anything like that, I always love getting involved. Um, we did sort of like a longest day sort of thing a few years ago down at Narrabeen and I just, you know, we had to get up at 3am and the only thing I ever got told off for doing was talking too much or meant to be quiet. So <laughs> love all of, all of the team camps sort of things. So it's going to be, yeah, lots of fun, I think. But um, Bryony is known for putting us outside of our comfort zone. So who knows? If I talk to you next time, it might not be the same response. I can't believe yeah. someone said oh, you talk too much. Mate, and, I, and I can't believe you said you <laughs> like those training camps. I used, to get, I used to get absolutely punished on those things for days with the army or in the army barracks. Oh, that wasn't fun at all. You're a brave girl, Maddie. <laughs> maybe SES is my new reality show, then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but may, may, maybe, not after, maybe not after next week, so it might break me now that I'm getting a little bit older. Mm. So you re-signed with the Swiss for a further three seasons. You must be loving it there. must be a special club, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting thinking back, you know, I'm going into my, I think, eighth season now. And when I moved over from Adelaide at the end of the 2016 season, I sort of thought, oh, I'll just come to Sydney and get a new experience for a couple of years and then probably just end up going home. But I think, you know, it's the same story for all of us. We kind of had this same group that all came in for this 2017 season, a couple of internationals, a couple of interstaters. And yeah, the core of us have now been together going in on eight years and almost all of us have signed on for another three. So it kind of shows that there's, yeah, something very special at the Swiss. We've got a, a really nice bond. We kind of talk about being a family. And again, all of us being from a lot, of, a lot of different places, we have kind of become each other's support network here in Sydney. And yeah, definitely won't be leaving um, for a very long time. Is there much player movement, Maddie, in the Suncorp Super Netball between clubs each year? They're what This year actually was the biggest. I feel like there's like moments in time because everyone usually signs for those two, three years at similar times when a new CBA gets done. Um, so I find that every couple of years there's sort of this mass exodus. And yeah, this year it's been probably the craziest because there's the new team, the Mavericks, coming in after Collingwood, um, you know, exited the competition. And I feel like everyone kind of took that as an opportunity to, to move around. So yeah, we've pretty much been the only team to keep the majority of our team. We've only had one change. And even the new girl that's come in was sort of from within our our um, pathways anyway. So um, yeah, I guess that goes to show a lot about the, the culture at the Swift, but it's going to be a very exciting season with yeah a lot of new new faces in, in new colours. Yeah, it's getting such great traction, isn't it? The crowds have been amazing. April 13 is round one. You face the Sunny Coast Lightning on the 14th, but round two, you just mentioned them. You face the new kids on the block, the Melbourne Mavericks. Mm. What can we expect? 
from them? Yeah, they're going to be really exciting, I think. It's sort of a very kind of yeah interesting team and they've got a new coach. They've got Tracy Neville, who's an English yeah. coach. who coached that English team that won that Com Games and she's been able to yeah, bring a few big names, particularly some, some really big English stars over. And, I mean, they've had a very disruptive pre-season with everyone kind of being... You know, uh, postponed a little bit when they could start with everything was going on with the contracting and then there's been international competition so in terms of their preparation they haven't had a whole lot of time but I think that that's almost going to work in their favour and that they're going to be a team that comes out pretty fearlessly and um, yeah they're going to I think they've got the backing of obviously a really uh, big entity behind them as well so I think they're all very excited and they're going to be a team to watch for sure. Yeah, exciting times for netball. Uh, Maddie, now you, you've had to deal with concussion um, a, a few times. Before we go, we just want to touch on this because rugby league has, has brought in some, some new concussion protocols. And I just wanted to ask you, you've had to manage concussion through your career a few times. Are there, are there any guidelines surrounding concussion in netball or is it just a sort of, I mean, obviously the medical staff are all, all over it, but are there particular guidelines to look after you? Yeah, it's definitely something that's becoming more and more prevalent in terms of what they do in terms of screening processes. We now do sort of like a pre-season scat test almost where they kind of get a baseline for you so that if something is to happen throughout the season, you've got that to go back on and um, a whole lot of protocols have now been written up. There's um, you know new rules that have come in. For example, even last year, I got a head knock during a game and almost similar to what they do in the NRL with kind of a HIA, I had to go off for a few minutes and, and see the doctor, which is something that had never happened before. So it's definitely becoming more and more, um, I guess, regimented with what they do to make sure they're looking after everyone properly. But, yeah, I've been really fortunate with my experiences that because of the medical staff we've had, um, I've been in such good care that I've never really had any lasting um, issues with it and have always kind of been able to recover within what was kind of the required 10 days and, and only missed that kind of one game in between. So um, I've been kind of on the lucky end of it. But I think, yeah, now that it's more out in the media and particularly about you know more research around the female brain and everything like that, um, it's becoming much more topical and I think that yeah, netball will be one of the sports for sure that starts to put in maybe some stricter protocols around it um, and even I was on a panel recently about it and it's just something that's yeah, definitely becoming more of a conversation, particularly in female sport because there hasn't been a whole lot of research or I guess conversation about it because it has typically been something that's you know, in those high contact sports which have traditionally been male sports so it's something that's more and more um, yeah, at the forefront for sure. You just said the female, female brain Maddie, so have you just admitted that there's a difference between the male and the female brain? So, you know, further on from that, if we were to open up your skull and look in Maddie Proud's brain, what would, what would, what sort, what story would it tell us? It would be like the Homer Simpson episode where Homer has the monkey, except I'd have like a, no, I'd have a million monkeys though, and they'd just be going crazy because I there's right. a lot that goes on in this brain, but not much sense comes out of it. So that is, that's maybe the female sort of a multitasking uh, for Homer Simpson. Oh, you're an absolute champion, and we love catching up with you, Maddie. Of course, April 13 is round one of the Suncorp Super Netball series, and we'll catch up with you again throughout the season. Good luck in round one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to chat. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design.
This is Sports Day. It is Sports Day for a Tuesday night. Again, as we've been saying to all our Kiwi friends in Australia and New Zealand, all the listeners, happy Watangi Day, however you celebrate. We've had texts throughout the night. And before we asked earlier on how you celebrate your Watangi Day, mm. didn't we, Rat? And we have a friend from New Zealand on the line. Before we get to Maddie. I want to sort of try and set this up because yep. Sports Day has an unofficial meat sauce. <laughs> we do. And you introduced this some, some months ago. It's called? Oh, it's called meat juice. Yeah, my, mother, it, my mother-in-law fell in love with it on the weekend. And everybody thought I was jammed up yeah. when I said it was meat juice. And yeah. then I brought one in for you and you, you fell in love with it. Oh, I just live by it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great... It's, it's a great porn in a bottle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. absolutely. So meat mm. juice comes from a company called Rum and Q, okay? It's based out of Auckland. They specialise in cooking meat, barbecue, charcoaling, smokers... Now, as I said, they're based in New Zealand. It's Waitangi Day. So we've got Maddie on the line, who's at a mate's place, about to throw some meat on the barbie mm. as we speak. How are you, Maddie? Yeah, good, boys. How are you guys going? Yeah, going really good. Going really good. Now, when it comes to your barbecuing, charcoaling, and, and your meat juice, what, when you're in New Zealand, what's the go-to meat when you're in New Zealand? Oh, look, mate, we've got the same animals across the ditch here as you guys do. So, you know, I don't, I don't try to discriminate. I like to, you know, get a, get a good cross-section of the farm uh, weekly across the barbecue. Yep. Uh, today, today's mainly beef. So we've got some Wagyu beef from oh. down, down uh, South Island. Yep. That's all locally grown. Um, we've got some chicken wings and we've got some koftas on the barbecue. Oh, that sounds good. Well, I just came back from the capital of chicken wings in Buffalo. They do some good wings over there. But I've got to ask you, Matty... I was told from a young age when I'm cooking a steak, you only turn it once on the barbie, and I'm just same. Oh, and yeah. now I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm being told by people, no, no, you got to turn it a lot more. Like, what, what is the, what's the go there? Yeah, look, mate, I, I'm, I'm an advocate to keep on flipping as well. Right. Um, you, you know, you, you probably couldn't give one side too much heat at once. You know what I mean? I, I think you need to be. Uh, you need to be flipping it, having a look. All right, probably not getting an even char on this side. So next time I flip it, I'll make sure that that bit there gets a bit more char because, you know, probably not, not getting the, you know, like an even heat across the right. uh, surface of the steak. So, yeah, always looking, checking to make sure everything's sort of even and get the, you know, getting a good char on both sides, yeah. I like the sound of it. Now, rubs on your steak. Do you like putting a rub on your steak? Obviously, oh, yeah. you have some great rubs. Yeah. But, I mean, I know some people say, no, I just want a bit of salt on it. But but well, you know what's your go to there with a the rub? Yeah, mate, we 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 put we put rubs on everything, mate. I mean, I'm talking everything these days. I mean, we, we we've got a we've got a fairly large warehouse full of them. Yeah. Um, you know, very rarely do we use salt and pepper in the house. Um, you know, scrambled eggs are getting a rub on it. I'm nice. putting uh, beef rubs on. Uh, you know, salads like potato salad and, um, oh. you know, even, you know, garden salads. I'm, I'm putting, like, our all-purpose on that. Um, even even meat gets stirred in a little bit of mayo these days. Yep, a bit um, of mayo. I, I, a bit of mayo. And I don't know, I mean, you know, coming from Australia, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from Australia, so I'm a big prawn eater. And, and, you know, making your own seafood sauce is something that we've done since a kid. And... Um, just a dash of meat juice in that as well, mate. Just gives it that little extra bit of sweetness, you know. Yeah. Mate, now talk me through this this truffle butter because my oh, my well, wife I have it in the in the scrambled is, eggs is a <laughs> is a nut for truffle anything. So what, what, what right. are we putting this on? Again, I mean, um, you, you can put that on on just yeah. I mean, look, it does carry a fairly heavy uh, heavy butter profile. So things like um, you know. 
things like potato, uh, like a roast potato or potato lends itself to butter and, and that kind of seasoning. Yeah. I don't know if I'd put truffle butter onto a salad. No. Um, but into <laughs> pastas, um, on, on, the, on the toast, like you can make nice, uh, you know, instead of garlic bread, you can make a nice tough, uh, truffle butter uh, bread. Mm. Um, so, so, you know, it likes the carbohydrates, really. Beautiful. Mm. I love nice. it. On my steak, I always put this thing called blackout on, which yeah. is a rub now. Very good one. Uh, Matty, um, tell us the history of the rub for mainly the chicken and the fish. It's called hot cock. Well, that's C-O-Q, of course. But yeah, that, cock that, of art, mate. We're very clever with the spelling on that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what, so what happened with the history um, of that? Well, that was actually one of our very first rubs to come out. So when we started competing back in 2016, we actually we, we went to that competition with nothing but homemade rubs. Uh, I don't know if we had a name for it back then, but uh, it was quite it was quite spicy, and you know we learned pretty quickly that you know too much heat in a comp just sort of you know divides the table, and you get some good scores, and you get some really bad scores. So. Um, not only that, but when, when we got back from the Jack Daniels uh, comp in 2018, um, we, we were sort of asked by butchers and whatnot if, if they could start stocking it. So, you know, out came the hot cock and the bull dust straight away. And, um, again, we're getting some pretty pretty bad feedback. Because, I, I don't know, I mean, New Zealand don't tend to enjoy a lot of spice. Right. So, you know, messages, emails, uh, just not not abusive, but certainly not, you know... Um, they, they they weren't exactly loving the, the 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 heat in it, so we just weren't selling much of it, you know. And we're trying to build a business, so I thought, you know, the best thing to do here is just dial back the heat, and what, what better name to call it than soft cock? So um, <laughs> we've actually got it on some chicken wings tonight. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's a great it's a great rub. Good stuff. Yeah. So listeners, get get into this. I've got to say, yeah. so go to the website Rum and Q. That's Q U E Rum and Q. Uh, dot com. Go and have a look at uh, all the ranges because I've got to say it's outstanding. And on Waitangi Day, you're over your mates having a barbie. So enjoy the rest of Waitangi Day, Maddie, and, and thanks for catching up with us. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Yeah, so if you go to Rum and Q, that's Q-U-E dot com, to go to the website for, and you type in S-E-N-Z of the discount code, uh, Maddie's just texted through and said, any of your listeners want a 10% discount, go onto the website oh, and uh, type in S-E-N-Z. Yeah, Canara Cowboy says brown truffle butter, sage and gnocchi. Oh, I love gnocchi. <laughs> My wife loves gnocchi as well. Oh, I love gnocchi. Yeah. Mm. Now, we've got some text me- a lot of text messages to get through. We're going to get through those over the next couple of segments. We've got Tim from Bribey Island says, why is a lunatic like Jared Maria Hargraves being eligible at, for Vegas a game for a must for the NRL? He's liable to do anything on that stage. He earned his suspension for a reason. I love the show, boys. Tim from Bribey. That's why we do want him, because he's liable to do anything. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, yeah. and the Americans that are going to watch it, they, they, don't, they don't care if he gets suspended <laughs> or if he doesn't. Like, you, you just want that heat in the game. Yeah. And he brings it. Exactly. Week in, week out. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's why. Nah, stuff him. Did the crime. Oh, the time. Who, who are they playing? The Broncos? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, in Zane says, continuing with your Cowboys team, we talked about the players we think we might – um, do something, jump, mm. out of the, uh, jump out of the ground. I reckon the player that's under the most pressure is Chad Townsend, yeah, yeah. Zane says. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, there's, um, there's one here also that says uh, maybe under pressure is Jordan McLean, 08-8. Yeah. yeah. Taylor May, Big J-Dog says. 
coming back from injury? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, you, you could put a little bit down to the the, um, the season that the Cowboys had last year. I mean, Tomalolo got challenged early by Toddy Payton. Yep. Um, well, he's just lost the captaincy along with Chatty Townsend. So, obviously, you know, there's going to be some eyeballs on them. Um, Jordan McLean, yep. Mm. And they've got to stand up in the middle to, to allow the Scott Drinkwaters and the like to, to play well. So, mm. Now, there's also, uh, Matt says, is Rats GA, that's your golf handicap, is it exactly zero? Or it's is not. He, I just checked. You just checked, Matty, and? It's 1.5. Wow. I've, I've had a couple of rounds and blown out, so wow. I'm excited. Blown out. What? I'm very excited. Will so from Randwick says, G'day, boys. Do you know if Paul Kent will be back on NRL 360 this year? Thank you. I'm led to believe he's he's going to be back to regular duties. Yeah, really? Yeah. So what is, has, has his court case happened? Yeah, or? not guilty. Oh, really? Yeah, not guilty, yeah. Yeah, right. You never heard that? No. Oh, you're away. Oh, mate. The, you're the away, other, well, yeah. Well, mate, when, 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 he's, when you're getting accused of something, um, the media go bananas. When you get off it, yep. they're generally fairly quiet on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Steve says, Sats, if you love your loyal listeners, you'll go on Gogglebox. It's okay if you don't. I'll just take that as you don't really care about your loyal listeners. Mm. Steve, can I say to you, I'd love to go on Gogglebox. Absolutely. And I'd go on it with my sister, who was one of those brutal human beings you'll ever met. I think it'd be a lot of people that'd want to bay for her blood, actually. Uh, what else we've got there? We've got Risen from the Ashes, Rat. We've got Norse. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got just, yeah, you turn a thick steak or a piece of meat. You, you turn it many times to cook it evenly. It's up to the individual. Salt, butter, oil, or how you want it, want it well or rare. Uh, well done from Colborough Beach, 2540. Thanks for that. See, I'm like you. My dad always taught me. Yeah. And the chefs in our pubs that we worked at, they just said, turn it once, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean... I was taught that, but I look back and I think, you know, my old man, like he could cook a steak and he could cook toast. Probably not the guy I need to be taking <laughs> advice off when it comes to cooking food. Big Dong says, uh, it's not unusual for New Zealanders to rub their leg. Oh, no, Big Dong, you can't say that. About our Kiwi Oh, family. yeah, yeah. What about, not, so, so our, our smartest listeners come on. Yep. Uh, he's sent Daniel. a text in uh, on Norse. He's gents, I admire the Bears bids. The Bears bid's non-negotiables. But let's be fair to come up to four games at North Sydney Naval. That's not a true expansion. One or two games would be more would, would be more than I suffice. Agree. Yeah, two. For a true and bona fide expansion, the new region needs firm commitment to any potential partner. Imagine Perth being given the green light to be the 18th franchise only to host eight games a year instead of 12. The Bears need to realise they'll potentially be playing up to nine games in Sydney as the away team. One home game against the Seagulls would be more than enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think two games. I think two games. Well, they've said that, two to four. And he actually does send another one, Daniel, saying the 200,000 members, like, is, is that fair income? And I think a lot of those 200,000 members are people who have probably joined up just to support them in their bid to get back in over the years. And mm. But would they really be um, would they really be members that are going to sign up if they did get back in the competition? That's probably going to be... Another question. Well, 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 that's that's you know he's talking about you know it can seem a little bit like a, a you know shiny object syndrome with the bears. They're yeah. chasing you know or that bit or that bit. It's like align yourself with the region. Yep. Stick with it and go hard. And um, that Scott Sattler's watching himself <laughs> on the screen here in the uh, <laughs> two thousand and three grand final qualifier. <laughs> well, how did you not score there? I had Warriors slow, players all over mate, me. What are you talking slow, about? Slow, slow. Yeah, we've got a few uh, things that make you go, hmm, when that comes up.
next as well. And on the line, 1300 01 1170 is Kiwi Warrior. How are you, Kiwi? Hey, fellas. What's, What's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, Fatsy. Yeah. Just, a, just, just a heads up, brother. Just, just with the, the pronunciation, brother, it's Waitangi. Waitangi, that's what I said, didn't I? Waitangi, you're saying Waitangi. Oh, was I? I apologise. Uh, hey, you're right, bro. It's, it's, it's how the rat says it, bro. Waitangi. Okay. Waitangi day. Yeah, the, the, rat, the rat's got one over you, brother. There you go. That's not one. There's plenty. <laughs> and boys, yeah, no, you're all right, mate. And, boys, while I'm at it, uh, just, just before, NNZ before uh, the advent of the Warriors, North Sydney used to be my team. Right. Mark Graham, Fred Akoy, Clayton Friend, yep. uh, Donnie McKinnon, uh, Les Kiss, all those boys, you know. Uh, so, for me, I'd love to see them come back in some form or shape, but whether it's Central Coast or Perth, you know, I don't care, but uh, I'd love to see the Bears come back, and, and as you said earlier, Florimo, uh, old uh, Lars, yep. uh, Mario, mm. you know, those kinds of players, they represent that that era, and for that to come back, it'd be sort of like your your dad uh, sat with, with South coming back, you know, you would have been chuffed. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a good point you make, Warrior, I yeah, think. Mate. I think um, I've softened to the idea as well. I thought, oh, you know what, they've had their time and they're in a they're in a space there with Manly and um, and those teams in Sydney. I thought, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. the time's gone. But I've started to soften a little bit and say, you know what, the historical factor of, of foundation, the foundation club. club, yeah, I th- yeah, Warrior, I th- uh, Kiwi Warrior. I think um, I and think it, you're right. And it's good to hear that a, a, a fan. It's like I don't care where they play. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. Yep. I just want to see them playing. Again, yeah. Which um yeah. Kia Kutau. Hey, boys, if Jared retired out of rep footy, played Vegas, and bugger me, he's making a comeback and available for rep footy again. Gaza in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't help because no. he, needs he needs the games for his suspension. He wouldn't have been able to play those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, get the games. Let's get to a break, and after the break, things that make you go, hmm. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. sang it? Delight. It was an MC Hammer? No. It was Delight, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. Now, we've got a couple of the listeners also that have chimed in, and we've got things that make you go, hmm. Mac Hammer says 3% of people have no sexual fantasies at all. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. C plus C. What? Music Factory. Oh, C, oh, C, 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 C music, music Factory. factory. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Another yeah. one, uh, Jazz Cigarette says, things that make you go, hmm, a Brisbane man once tried to rob a service station with a boomerang. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, things that make me go, hmm, yum, yeah. meat juice. <laughs> meat juice. <laughs> um, this is annoying because like, we haven't talked a lot about the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be back. The next time I'm in this studio... The Super Bowl result will be all done. Um, we'll be playing. They're playing on at nine thirty next Monday a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Kansas City Chiefs, they they, are, they have got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders training facility, and the San Francisco Forty ers And God knows why the, the Chiefs got to pick the jerseys. They get the pick of the training facilities. 
Um, I know that they're the 49ers ch- finished higher than them. They were number one, see? Yeah. And Kansas were number three. Conference, yeah. Anyway, um, so they got the pick of everything, but the, the facility that the Niners are in is not up to standard. The field's too soft, mm-hmm. uh, like it says, AstroTurf fields, and it's not, it's not good for them. So they've, tr- they've tried to negotiate with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have gone, stuff you, we're not, doing, we're not, we're not accommodating you for anything, which is a bit rough. So Allegiant Stadium, the, where the Super Bowl's being played, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs will have access to that? Not not the stadium. Not the stadium, the, the training the, the, facility. The, the Raiders training facility, okay. which is just outside of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a little frustrating for the Niners, but you know what? When we kick their butt, it just makes it all the more all the more better. Bill from Bondi saying, Kiwi Warrior, he was taking the P155, mentioning Les Kiss and Donnie McKinnon. Yeah. Les McKiss, rhyming slang for we yeah. all know. <laughs> and, and Donnie, Donnie McKinnon, McKinnon famous, famous for we all know. For taking a Les Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Donnie McKinnon, famous for taking a Les Kiss. <laughs> uh, now, what about this one? Sasson Tendulkar mm. has taken more five-wicket hauls in one day as than Shane Warne. Wow. No. Not wow. No, you don't say wow. <laughs> you meant- Thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Mm. Um, well, well, what's this one? Why are fire trucks not called water trucks? Well, they're not fire trucks. They're not on fire. No, they're not, are they? No. What is this one? It's called a mall. In America, they call them malls, really, don't they? We call them shopping centres. Yeah, right. But in America, it's called a mall. So Why is it called a mall? It's called a mall because you don't go to one shop. You go to the mall. Them all. You go to the mall. Them that, all. Is that wow. your last laugh? No. That was good. That's, that's that, a fact. That's that a true a, fact. Oh, it's a fact, is it? It's called well, that's where you go it came to the mall. Yeah. Wow, that's good, good exactly. play by you, Seth. Well yeah. Done. Let's get to a break. Uh, wrap the show up and after in the last segment also, we'll get through some more of your text messages. Sats and wrap for Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be... We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. And Steve says, things that may go, hmm, Daddy Vass saying C plus C music factory. C and C. Now, uh, a quick community update. Thanks to Fireco. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. There's a large bushfire at Sandon River, north of Woolai, south of Broomshead, around the Coffs Harbour region. If you're listening in the area, please stay inside and avoid smoke. Close your doors and windows and stay up to date. New South Wales Rural Fire Service, the rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. Thanks to Firecoat, the first paint-proven protection for higher-risk fire conditions. You can buy that at Bunnings. Crash Craddock on tomorrow to review the West Indies and the three ODIs. And before we go, uh, this Ron the Truckee says, you look really proud. Of your son, and that yeah, was yeah, he Maxie, got his blue belt. Yeah, got his blue belt. Great Very stuff. proud of him. Would Luke Brooks be feeling the pressure from Cam? Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be feeling absolutely a bit of pressure. would be. Yep. Rabbitborough tomorrow says oh, uh, North Sydney High was the worst oval ever. Budster says things that make you go, mm, a day not cricket match that finished before dark. Yeah, of course the Aussies. <laughs> All they needed was eighty-seven runs. As I said, Crash Craddock on tomorrow night. Sats and Woogie and Daddy Bass also for a Wednesday night. Thank you very much for your text messages. Have a great rest of the night. Happy Watangi Day for all you Kiwis.